Welcome to the Freedom Found Podcast, the podcast for copywriters and marketers with unruly, against-the-grain life goals. I'm Crystal Church, copywriter and coach, and together we'll delve deep into everything it takes to grow a profitable, scalable, and fulfilling business from the ground up. Whether you're just starting out or about to hit your next big milestone, I'm bringing you the truth on both the trending and the timeless business growth strategies so you can live out a freedom-first, impactful life. Welcome to our community. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Found Podcast. Today, we are getting controversial. In the last several years, the online entrepreneur bubble has gotten pretty wild with the concept of taking weekly CEO days. I've tried it, and I've tried it again. I've tried to squeeze, fit, make it work with my weeks, and found that for me, it just isn't all it's cracked up to be. That's not to say it's not right for anyone. If you haven't tried it, I definitely encourage you to do that, but If you just can't seem to stay consistent because you have tried them and you have attempted to put them into your schedule, if you can't stay consistent with them to make them as productive as you'd like or actually figure out how your CEO day is meant to move the needle specifically in your business, then I think that you will find this conversation very poignant. And if you are loving your CEO days, you've gotten a routine with them, maybe this will spark some new ideas to make them even more effective going forward because I'm telling you, this has changed the game for me, for Dale, for the business. It has been just such an essential puzzle piece in how we are creating and moving forward in every new phase and season of the business. So I am going to share my findings with you, including the alternative that I have found works better for me than the traditional CEO day and three lasting benefits I have noticed it has had on my goal progression. So for the sake of this conversation, let's first establish what is a CEO day. A CEO day is typically a day, a week, or a month where you as the founder and CEO are free of typical responsibilities such as admin, client work, marketing, and your day is structured around the freedom of time. Time for you to visualize, ideate to create as a means to move you closer to your primary or secondary goals. Sounds pretty great, right? Well, what I found interesting about this model is that the talk in the online space has actually made it so that it can hold some sort of power over us, you know, maybe make you feel like you're not truly a CEO in your business if you aren't mastering CEO days or like you're missing out on something. And that's obviously less about the model itself and more about the message that we're hearing across content marketing in the online entrepreneur space about the CEO day model. So What I do love about CEO days, because let's just establish off the bat, I am not against them, they are just not the right fit for me, is the ability to be adaptable to the end user. So I have women inside of our mastermind who love, 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 love their CEO days. I've helped them set them up, establish them, and make sure that when they sit down in a CEO day that they know exactly what they're working towards and create that space in in that day so that they can be more of that visionary in that role, right? It gives you the time to focus on primary and needle-moving tasks. They get to step back from the focus on client work. And on the flip side, We also have gals who have tried it, you know, and worked out something different because it didn't quite fit right or help promote their best routine. Either way, it is fine. Whether you are in love with them, they are not for you. It doesn't matter because the goal is for us to have 
you operating a business in a way that is unique to you, right? To create a functional ecosystem within your business, however that works, something unique to both you, how you work and what works seamlessly in conjunction with other aspects of your business, facilitating growth toward goals, supporting internal operations, client fulfillment, and so much more. But alas, I fell into the latter category. I could not make them work for me. So here are my findings. In all transparency, I have made many, many attempts to finesse a day that works for me, but I always felt too restricted, which might sound weird because the premise is nothing on your calendar for a day. It is your time to step away from primary, like typical daily tasks and into focusing on primary goals. But for me, I really felt like I was restricted because there was more that I was missing out on. That one day wasn't enough to truly move the needle. And I've seen it time and time again with other copywriters where you have client work, let's say Monday through Thursday, you leave Friday as a CEO day and slowly tick away at goals over time. Every Friday you're like, okay, great. Now I get to work on this big project I've got or ideating the direction we're going in the future. Then you wonder why things aren't moving faster. Because remember, you only get that one day to work on it. And often we end up having guilt We guilt ourselves that we should be doing more and just overall feel like we still don't have enough time to work on our business versus in it. The classic conundrum. And that's how I felt too. We've had seasons of rapid growth and seasons of slow movement in the Casey brand. And while some are based on goals and planned downtimes, I started to notice a trend in what kicked off or helped propel continuous snowballing momentum toward and past goals. And that was working in sprints. So bear with me here because I'm going to introduce this concept and then we're going to come back to CEO days and I'll show you how they tie together. This is a very important concept taken from the online tech and coding industry, actually. So you might've heard of it before. If you have not, a sprint is a container of time dedicated to working on one specific project. This can be done as a one-person or multi-person team where the goal is broken into milestones with outline tasks needed to be completed to reach each one. So for example, if you were going to rebrand your business and you wanted to get it done in the quickest amount of time with a streamlined process, it might look like this. First, you're going to ideate, so create the vision, make your mood board, get extremely deep on how you want to be perceived by what market audience and so on. Number two, you need to hire a designer, right? So scour the interwebs, ask for referrals, get on calls, see who is the person for you. Number three is write the website copy, right? Like you need to reestablish yourself, write the website copy, create a spit draft, write draft one, revise, draft two, revise, draft three, revise. If you're a copywriter, draft four, revise. (laughs) And then step four, hand it off to the designer, do rounds of revisions, review with them. Number five, prep everything you need for brand launch materials. Okay, you get the drift. There are a lot of phases just within that one task of rebranding. Within each overarching category or milestone, there are many subtasks that need to be completed. So it becomes really tempting to work on multiple phases at once. And I'm wondering if you can relate to this right now. So for example, when we recently did our website relaunch, I was so, so tempted to start drafting copy immediately the moment I decided because I was so excited about it while simultaneously looking for a designer and deciding what our new vision was and the direction we wanted to move aesthetically. 
The purpose of a sprint, however, is to keep you as focused on the next task in front of you as possible. So you move through the milestones in order and are not allowed to move on to the next one or or even another task within the current milestone until you are done with the current task you're working on, until that work is complete. And I knew I needed to slow down, slow my roll when I got so excited about this rebrand and I went back to our sprint model, which we use so often, I'll talk about in just a moment. I have used this on my own with my team on projects, just with Dale and I, and it keeps us hyper-focused and productive. So what this means is you sit down and you do not move on to the next task until what you are working on, what is in front of you is done. And if something comes across your plate, that goes into next week's task and you decide where it fits in your flow. Okay. So you don't let yourself get sidetracked, shiny objects. Oh, something popped up. Let me get to that. No, this keeps you hyper-focused. So a year ago or so, I remodeled how I wanted to be able to ideate. I took this form of sprints that we've been working on for a couple of years in the business. And I merged it with visionary weeks. I am talking four to 10 days of pure white space on the calendar to facilitate creativity, discussion, idea generation, and ultimately create the next big project to facilitate our growth. So instead of one day every week or a couple of weeks, and then back to the normal grind, I have fallen in love with and find myself looking forward to huge blocks of white space that allow you to create a bigger impact in whatever areas or goals that you are working toward. This is my alternative to the CEO day. I'm going to explain with an example for you and really illustrate the difference in the amount of progress that we have been able to have with this sort of structure versus the isolated white space. So at the start of this year, I'd been running our first iteration of the FFC Mastermind for about five or six months. Our clients inside were making great progress and many already were kicking past their main goals, moving on to bigger things with the several months left that we had. I knew that soon we would need to start planning for our launch for the upcoming cohort, cohort number two. But I also knew that a primary brand goal of ours is innovation. And we never like to do things one and done. We wanted to make this first iteration of the program and amplify what was great, get feedback on what else would help make it better and create an even more comprehensive version of the program going forward. That's also the teacher in both Dale and I. We both worked for the better part of a decade on curriculum and instruction design at an international school around the world. So this really is our bread and butter. And for those of you new to the show, Dale is my long-term partner. Our 11-year anniversary is actually coming up uh, this next month, and he is also our business development manager here at the Casey brand. So let's just dive into exactly what we did that changed everything for us as soon as we got rid of these limitations. So instead of just sitting down and planning out the launch of FFC again, that would just bring in new clients to repeat the exact same program that we had done in round one, we blocked off an entire week of our schedules. No studio projects, just daily check-in with our mastermind gals. That was it. And we started literally with blank paper and we asked ourselves really big fucking questions. First and foremost, starting with the business and the brand and making sure that the program aligned in the best way to help our clients. So that was the first big question. And I think a lot of people skip this because 
we have a product, we have an offer. Okay. This is what we're selling without ever coming back and asking, this was the right thing for me to sell last year. Is this the right thing? Is this the right container to support my clients in now? Is this what they need? Is this how they need it? So we started with questions like what role do we want this program to have in our business? What's the goal of the program? What kind of support do our clients truly need to grow their copywriting businesses? What are the biggest problems plaguing them? And how can we help solve those? And this wasn't just about making new resources, right? Or bringing in new guest trainers and just coming up with some ideas list to jazz it up. We literally dismantled and we reconstructed the entire mastermind program over the course of the week. The form, the function, the support structure, the accountability, access, everything. And here's the thing. It is really easy to say, well, this worked. Let's do it again. And we could have just done that. The first round went exceptionally well. I think everyone actually hit their biggest income months while in the program. But more than that, really lived inside of the new life that they designed for themselves, traveling around the world, working part-time, prioritizing their health, family goals, launching new signature offers, um, iterations of their brand, and really just developing and growing the business in a direction that didn't just look good on paper, but really felt good to live out. And that's, that's the goal here, right? There are a lot of things that you can do. There are a lot of things that'll help you grow. I just want you to do the right things. So We could have rinsed and repeated that in all honesty, and a lot of people do that. I've done it before with things. Not everything has to be changed. That's important to say. However, I firmly, firmly believe everything should be given the choice to be reimagined by you as the founder, the visionary, the CEO, to ensure that what you are doing and putting out into the world and with clients is the best possible container or service that you can put out there to support them. Otherwise, it's a bit lazy, in my opinion. And we have really high standards of wanting to make sure everyone succeeds in the best way that they can. And to do that, we have to constantly ask ourselves the question of, how can we be doing this better? How can we be doing this better? That's a great question to have on your like vision board for client experience when you're in a season of that's what you're really focusing on establishing is like put that question on a post-it note. How can we be doing this better? And let that guide the actions that you take to create an, let's say, irreplicable experience for them for those clients and customers that you're serving. So that was a question that I kept coming back to over and over and over in this process. How could I be doing this better? So what Dale and I did is we put our laptops away for pretty much the entire week outside of just like half an hour a day checking in with clients, okay? We put our laptops away and all Dale and I did was brainstorm and confer and refine our ideas on paper. Think outside the box. Try not to recreate any structure we felt like we quote unquote should make because others were doing it, but create a totally new idea. And to do that, you have to have white space on your calendar and no expectations or stressors around you because it's really hard really, really hard to be creative if you're stressed and you're thinking, well, this is my one CEO day, so I better design the best program in the next four hours so I can get to filling it and figuring out how I'm going to do that. No, that is lazy leadership. 
and your clients and your business deserve better by taking the time up front to really, really, really make sure that you're creating an irresistible offer. This is actually one of the primary things we teach now in the mastermind, which I'll explain how we came up with that in just a moment. But to actually create your irresistible offer, you have to give yourself the space and the ability to do so. So for example, in four hours, just on day one, where most people and me, myself in the past would have sat down and been like, okay, what do I want to teach? What are the problems people have? How could we solve that? Boom, 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 boom. Here it is. Wow. I spent four hours on this. It's the best thing ever. Okay. Hold on. Let's step back because in four hours, just on day one, we were still mapping out alternatives to the program because before we made it better, I wanted to go down every avenue that I could and make sure that the mastermind was in fact the best way to serve our audience. And honestly, that was a a scary conversation to have because I was like, holy smokes, am I even going to open up this can of worms? Because what if it's not? That's going to be so much more work. We're going to have to create something new. We're going to have to do like bada bing, bada boom, everything in order to recreate all of the assets from internally within the program to our marketing, to our systems, operations, team, everything for a new offer if we landed on one. But I also knew that in the long run, for the business and for our clients, it was most important and would have the biggest impact if we made sure first and foremost that the offer we were moving forward with was actually the offer that we wanted to be our signature offer, continue moving forward with that. And that is what our clients needed to be successful. So we actually have several other things on the back burner that we are probably gonna do later on in the future of the brand that came out of this session but they were things that were like, you know what, this isn't what they need right now. It is definitely something that our ideal coaching clients need, copywriters. However, they need this first. They need to be able to grow to their next six figures and be able to build these foundations for scalability and get out of the time trap before they can actually do these other things. So first and foremost, we mapped out alternatives, which is crazy. We put our ideas on the table and we always came back to the FFC experience we'd created and the potential to put even more fuel on the fire. So once we decide, yes, okay, this is exactly what they need, but we need to make it even better. How can we add that fuel on the fire? Then we spent about four days just creating the main structure and support. Then several more days brainstorming and refining the way in which we would deliver that support. So I'm not kidding when I say we spent four days doing this and, you know, whole days doing that. We had no computers with us. It was us, big chart paper, our markers, and literally doing brainstorm webs, creating diagrams. Um, Dale and I would go, we'd spend an hour each just dumping all of our ideas around a certain topic and then we would come back together, we would share them and then we would come up with, okay, what are our top, you know, five, 10 core element takeaways from this that we need to now incorporate into this offer. So it was, it was so much creativity, but just like open space and it was not planned. There was no structure to this except that we were focused and we were working. That was like our prerequisite. And we were just going to see where, where it flowed every single day. And we ended up having conversations we didn't expect we were going to have that have fundamentally changed the program. And I am so grateful for it because those conversations wouldn't have come up if we didn't have the time, if we were trying to fit it all into one day, for example. Then throughout this whole process, another huge benefit came when we uncovered accidentally 
the framework and the structure that we've been following and that we want to continue to expand upon as the core curriculum of the program. So we had an entire day of creating the framework within Freedom Found Collective, which is the Certainty Builder Framework, which came from so much market research and our existing clients in what they needed most when they entered the program, what questions and interest they had, where they got caught up, and the key elements that helped them excel. And we designed the Certainty Builder Framework, our four-part core curriculum, with a growing resource library inside of the program. That is something that we would not have structured out and been able to even identify and like put a finger on if we hadn't gone through this process. So I show you these little examples so that you can understand like the true benefit because it's easy to say, okay, yeah, you have more time and you know, you can come up with more ideas and brainstorm, but I'm like, no, no, no. The best ideas come when you are not looking for them, when you're not sitting down saying, okay, I need to come up with a framework, right? But by us asking all these other questions, we were able to uncover it organically, right? And holy shit, what we have created now and the many things that we outlined to add over the next year as surprises for the women inside of the FFC community as it grows is unlike any copywriter program out there. And my point isn't to talk it up, although it is that good, I will tell you, but to show you how much more you can do and how much better of a founder and a CEO you can step into when you have the time, when you have the ability. And I had every excuse not to make the time. So if your brain is right now saying, okay, well, that's great for you, Crystal, but you know, I didn't have things set up. I didn't have the infrastructure, the team or whatever to be able to do that. Um, let me just say, I had a million other things that I felt like I quote unquote should be doing. I did not feel like this was the most pressing thing on my plate, but I knew in my gut that it was. I knew in my gut that I had to take the time to do this right, to move forward properly for the brand to make sure we don't go down you know, a deviated path that's unnecessary for our growth, to make sure it's the best support avenue for our clients and the problem that we're helping them solve. And again, it's gonna help them not go down an avenue of trying to solve a different problem that they actually don't need at this phase in their business. There are always a million things on our plates as entrepreneurs and as founders, but we have to decide as the CEO when we are going to continue in the daily tasks and when we're going to say, you know what, I have a next iteration of the business. I have a new goal. I have a next milestone I'm looking to me. I need the white space to create the best possible path to success. And that's all this is, just that white space. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not just doing things to check boxes, you know, not the big picture things at least. Small tasks, sure, but big picture, I want to make sure we're doing the right things. So ask yourself the question first of if it's even the right thing for you to be doing, right? First question we asked was alternatives to the program. And the only way we were going to continue doing FFC was if it was better than all the other alternatives. And it was. Ask yourself the tough questions first. And to do that, you need to set aside time. Whether in traditional CEO days, you could do this over CEO days, right? Or extended visionary weeks like we're doing here. Now, it has been many, many months since we've done this. And since then, Dale and I have done several more visionary weeks, whether two to three days back to back or longer, like full versions of weeks, like seven to 10 days, depending on the purpose, depending on what we're trying to do. But I cannot speak highly enough 
to the power of white space on your calendar. And then it has to be coupled by motivated action to turn those ideas into reality. Because I could have sat down for that week. Dale could have sat down for that week. We could have come together, ideated, created all of this, and then said, okay, great, got to get back to the grind. Got to get back to the daily routine. But we would not have been able to effectively start to create what we had put on paper and bring to life what we needed in order to then start moving the business in that direction and having a container that we could bring women into and start supporting them in the way that we had mapped out together. So coming really full circle for you now, when we were done with the visionary work and the idea creation, we merge into the sprint. So we take everything that we've mapped out and we actually then start creating it. It doesn't go on some special project list. We literally set up our weeks, months, it can be quarters even, depending on how hefty the project is, to create whatever we've you know ideated on and mapped out previously. So one piece at a time, not getting distracted and allowing us to move into then the next phase once it's complete. So we're following that sprint method of I'm only working on what's in front of me. Okay, we have the program mapped out. What is the first thing we need to do to start to bring this to life? You know, and we create a task list and create a workflow so that we can stay on target and we say, okay, this is what I'm focused on. This is what you're focusing on. When we are done, we move to the next thing. When we're done, move to the next thing. And usually Dale and I are working on different things. You know, he's our business development manager. He's usually working on funnels and more behind the scenes marketing and things like that. Whereas I'm heading up the studio and client interactions and support and fulfillment and then content creation and things like that. So we're really working on different, he's more like long-term and helping facilitate launches. And he's so great at that. And so we usually end up having different task lists it depends on how your business is set up. If you're a solo, if you've got a team, but you can create a sprint to work, you know, with you and whomever else might be supporting that vision and then allow yourself to stay super, super focused. And usually that's how we're working in the business right now. We're working on a sprint as well. And I have daily responsibilities. I have days of the week where I check in on studio projects and, help with other areas of the business that continue to roll over because there are always things that you need to do. But then there's a lot of space on my calendar for just focusing on the next task on my sprint plate. And it makes it so much easier for us to start building momentum. So I have shared about CEO days versus visionary weeks, the difference there. You could also do both, you know, if you still need an isolated CEO day and you could incorporate longer CEO weeks when you want to really work on a big project, there's an option for that as well. Talked about sprints and how you can incorporate the two. So I want to share first the three biggest benefits of this open concept ideation that I found so that you can make decisions on how you move forward in your business and the way that you're operating, just your creativity and your execution of tasks. So the three biggest benefits of this. Number one, it has increased our overall quality of ideas like a hundredfold at least. Our ideas are so much better because the first idea we come up with often isn't the best one, right? And it might sound the best, but that's because we're not comparing it to idea 10 or idea 50. But when we have hours and hours and hours to go through different activities and ideate and brainstorm, wow, the ideas we uncover, they are so good. I am telling you, we have a list now of things that we want to do over the next five years in the business. They are that good. 
So this can turn into better offers, marketing initiatives, and overall development for the brand. Number two is just hyperspeed growth. It allows you to get super focused on what you actually need to be doing and nothing else goes on my calendar if it does not fall under this umbrella. This is the primary goal right now. If it does not fall under this umbrella, it does not go on the calendar. If it is not helping us with this initiative, it doesn't go on the calendar. And it keeps me on track from getting shiny object syndrome. Number three is this pressure release. It's not creating this feeling that I have to solve my biggest problems in one day. It's creating this feeling that I have a season where I get to solve this problem. So the season starts with the visionary days or weeks and then moves into the sprint creation in which other ideas come up as well. And it gives me this hyper-dedicated focus period that releases the pressure of having to fix everything at one time, of having to only move the needle on CEO days. And that has just switched things up for me. So I encourage you to give that a go and open up the possibility to do more overall by first giving yourself more time to cement the right ideas and processes to follow. This is something that we will be taking into the mastermind and doing with our Freedom Found Collective women this year in various versions. Because when you can sit at a round table together over Zoom or in a circle community and bounce ideas off of each other and feed off one another's energy, magic happens. If you're a copywriter and you wanna get in that room, The new comprehensive Freedom Found Collective has both intimate small cohorts that will be invited then into the overall growing community as we expand this program into the next year and beyond. So you get both the benefit of small group and large group as this community continues to grow and getting those dual environments is everything because community is everything to your business and your growth. From creating those ideas to collaborating to getting answers to questions you didn't know to ask because someone else is sharing their experience with you. If you want to hear more about the next cohort and see if it's a good fit for you, head to crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind right now for more information and to submit a non-committal application. I'll review it and reach out with more info. It's also linked in the show notes of this episode, crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind. Love you lots and I'll catch you on the next one. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this growing community. If you enjoyed listening to this free episode, the most impactful thing you can help us do is head over to leave a review or forward this episode to a copywriter or entrepreneur friend who you know would head not along to today's conversation and use the key takeaways to create more growth in their own business. Thank you for your support and catch you next time.